Is your sex personality different than your real personality? A visits Montreal and dishes her findings on our latest sexcapade. It was amazing! Plus, what grows and kills intimacy when you're living with your partner? And T gets banned from her lover's abode? Listen in to hear the whirlwind of learning and revelations in the one week that T and A have been apart. You're listening to TNA Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm A. Welcome to another show, uh, episode Welcome. 102, where we transform yeah. your sexuality. <laughs> A is well, we calling. Do oh, I'm sorry, A. Go ahead. No, what? Nothing. Go ahead. A is calling in from Montreal. Uh, so her adventures are just coming to a close. And, I uh, am. I, I fly in tomorrow. So. You yeah. guys are getting the summary of this, these crazy revelations that I've had. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if audio is a little wonky, well, we're going to run it through. So I, I think we'll be okay. Uh, but uh, all right. As we always start out, um, you can check out some of our footage on lovetv.co where we have little fun videos. And uh, we're on YouTube as well, if you prefer to check us out there. And um, if you like what you're hearing, write us a review on iTunes. Did I miss something, A? We're on SoundCloud uh, these days. Join us on Instagram and other social media at TA Talk Sex, and we'd love to hear from you there as well. Ah, yes. And, yes, and the end of every month, the last Wednesday of every month, we do an advice episode uh, where we answer and discuss questions, thoughts, anything you guys want to write in about, and, uh, and we'll do a whole discussion around it. So, uh, yeah, write us at advice at TATalkSex.com. Okay, so to get to our topic, A, what <laughs> has been going on in Montreal? Oh, my God. Okay. So, um, okay. So, first of all, there are very, there's a lot of really attractive people here, I have to say. I'm really enjoying Montreal, not just for that fact, but, uh, but it's really a lovely, lovely city. Um, but I had this adventure. So, so, T, I haven't really had a sexcapade since Paris when I had sex with that guy under the bridge on Christmas Eve. Do you remember that? Yes, of course. Okay. <laughs> if you go far enough back in our episodes, you can learn about it too. You will hear about it, yes. And, um, and anyway, so, so I don't really... I, actually, that's not true. I did. There was the group sex party thing. But anyway, I'm saying these sexcapades, these really good ones, are few and far between. But this was pretty epic. <laughs> it was a successful so, sexcapade. Oh my, it was the most successful sexcapade because I had so much fun. And the mo most importantly, I allowed myself to just do what I wanted to do. And I had no shame and it got really hilarious. I'll tell you what happened. So, um, so I was out dancing. We went to this really, really cool club in Montreal and it was just like the perfect night. And, um, uh, the perfect music, the perfect venue. It was just like foggy in this underground cellar kind of uh, club. And it was all like red light. It was beautiful. It was great. And uh, anyway, there was this man, this guy there. And um, he was gorgeous. Like he was Middle Eastern. He, I don't know. Well, I know he's, he's he was from Bosnia. But um, but just stunning, beautiful, beautiful guy. And, um, and he was a really good dancer. And I'm a good dancer. And so anyway, like slowly like I had my eye on him you know and then after a while we slowly like saddle up next to each other and after about like a half an hour we're talking and dancing well the chemistry was amazing and we spent the like two hours on the dance floor just not even I mean we were talking a little bit but 
but just he was introducing me to his friends. You know, they were part of the DJ circle and um, cool. And he was, I know, but he was he was so sweet and um and also uh, like respectful and safe. Like ever, all of his friends were very cool and, and fun and and lovely people. And um and we just totally seduced each other on the dance floor. Again, the chemistry was amazing. We were like that couple on the floor, and we were ruling it, you know. Yes. <laughs> and he was, so, and his body was like, I don't generally go for like hot-bodied men, but it was just a treat. It did happen to be a treat, especially since I date older men. They're a little it's softer fun. around the sides. But this guy, he was like rock hard. And it, anyway, it was it was just you know some candy. It was nice. But he was so seductive on the dance floor and he was so in tune with me and so um, attentive to to my body language and me. And we were just in perfect sync. And, you know, I, I always liken sex to a dance. And so, of course, you know, I'm thinking, wow, this we would make amazing love. This is this is going to be great, you know. So um so without any hesitation, usually I totally hum and ha over these situations. And I'm like, no, but I shouldn't. But I want to. But I'm not going to. And, and you know, I'm totally like, oh, middle. <laughs> yeah. But this time I totally, I just went with it. Like I told my girlfriend, I'm like, um, I'm going to stay. Is that okay? She's like, yep. So I stayed and, um, and I go home. So they were on a bachelor party. It was not his bachelor party. And um, so we go back to their place they had rented a, a very small apartment um in montreal and can i just I, say i find this so funny yeah. the montreal bachelor party i didn't know that was a thing really? i bumped into last year i was there for the uh just for laughs comedy festival which i'm going back to this year but uh, yeah. i i bumped into a friend's boyfriend who is there for um for a bachelor party i don't know i did it's a I destination place from Maybe these guys were from Toronto and their DJ friend. And was, Montreal's cool. Okay, continue. It it's <laughs> European. I it's mean, it hip. is cool. It's, yeah. Um, I, I just think of like Cancun or something. I know, but it's closer. Maybe it's close and cheap and still sort of Euro. and Sure. I don't, I've never been to Toronto, so I don't know. Toronto's but, um, cool too. But I did, I did learn that you're not supposed to say Toronto. It's Toronto. Like... Sure, sure. Let it like roll off the tongue a little, right. a little messier. Right, right. Yes, exactly. More street. Anyway, okay. So their apartment. Okay, so I'm going to tell you the setup because it's important in the story later on. So you, it's like a long and narrow apartment. So you walk in and there's the living room and then the kitchen and the bathroom are off to the side, like a little bit. Like, but you have to go through each room to get to the other rooms. Okay. Okay. And so there, so you go through the living room and then you go through the kitchen and then there's a door that separates like this other little living room where there's bunk beds in there. And then there's the glass doors that lead out onto the balcony. And so it's basically, so it's just this one long apartment. And, um, so he and I go back and we're hanging out and, uh, and then like everybody else arrives. And so there's like, 15 or 20 people. I hate when this happens. This sounds exactly like my sexcapade in Colombia. <laughs> okay, but listen to what I did. And you a guys are going to judge the shit out of me. But I'm kind of proud of myself because I just didn't give a shit. Like, I totally wanted to make love with this man. And tonight was our only night. He's in town. I'm in town. They're leaving town, you know. And I, I genuinely just didn't care. And I'm like, okay, so we should start making out. 
And then his friends are being so obnoxious, especially this the one who's getting married. <laughs> and like totally interrupting. Like, totally interrupting and like in his face and like, dude, are you guys having sex yet? Why aren't you having sex yet? You know, just oh, kind of terrible. Immature, terrible. I know, you know what? It was it was hilarious. It was like a scene out of a movie. Okay, you know? okay, I get it. Funny. And, Mine yeah, was like a hotel I'm, room in Colombia and like all the friends came home and were like banging on the door. So we like had uh, to get dressed and let them in. <laughs> oh yeah, no. Well see we like because people were scattered throughout the house. It was just the only problem is that we were in the room with the bunk beds, right? And there's this glass door leading to the terrace where people are out smoking and doing things. And and um, and then there's people off to the kitchen drinking and whatever. So we're like, there's doors to our room, but everyone keeps... It's the highway and the byway, so everyone keeps running by, right? <laughs> but, the li- but the lights were off. So anyway, so we start making out, and it's just totally amazing you know just fun you know it, it had been so long since I've really been with someone like just passionately yeah 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 and so I, I was just like I just don't care and I was totally comfortable making out in front of everybody and um and then we climb into bed and so we climb into the top bunk and um and uh luckily we had like some moments alone where we could get really intimate and um and no one thankfully interrupted us in those moments but pretty soon like people started walking through and I just pulled the blanket over us and I just kind of kept going <laughs> amen <laughs> way to own it and so and then it, and then like you know sometimes my ass cheek would slip out under the covers or my boob or whatever and like his friends would like get a glimpse and I just didn't care it's like we're all adults you all know what we're doing Wait, so were they all, oh, like, yeah. getting ready for bed and, like, climbing into the bed? Like, was someone in the bunk bed below well, you? <laughs> there was someone in the bunk bed below us, but he was passed out and sleeping. In fact, we tried to climb into the bunk bed below us, and then I'm laying down, and all of a sudden, I'm, like, touching a body. And I'm like, oh, my God, there's somebody in there. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's and hysterical. wake up. I know. It was so funny. Look, I, you know what's uh, funny is I your story has, like, I have all these flashbacks <laughs> in it. I mean, I nightclub stories <laughs> that come to mind. And then I remember in college, my friend let me stay in her dorm room. And then this guy that I ended up dating for a while came over and it was the first time we'd slept together and my other friend was coming like needed to sleep in the she like was ringing the doorbell and she's like hey let me up like I need to stay I don't want to take the train all the way downtown and you know in New York and uh and so I like let her up and he's like oh my god like what are we gonna do and she's like I'm taking NyQuil and she just like passes out and we quietly have sex and it was wonderful it's one of my strongest memories I mean it was it was a beautiful like intense sexual experience Right. Well, and this she never woke little... up. She said she didn't hear anything. <laughs> Thank God for NyQuil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a good trick if uh, anyone's trying to ignore their mating friends next door. Yeah, well, when you have 20 of them walking by, literally, oh, my God, you guys, it was so fucking hilarious. This, so the guy whose part, bachelor party it was, I mean, he was a good, you know, he didn't do anything or whatever, but he was so, like... Like when we were kissing on the dance floor and it, you know, really beautiful, seductive, slow kissing, like all of a sudden I, I'm very in the moment, right? And all of a sudden I look up and his friend (laughs) is like staring at us, like right, like, like up in our grill, like totally staring at us. And he's got these goofy ass glasses on. Now, is that, is that jealousy? What's going on there? No, that's voyeurism right there. Oh, (laughs) and he was just trying to mess with us, you know, and mess with his friend. But he kept doing it all night. I mean, I'm pretty sure he was turned on by it. I'm why it was mm-hmm. just, you know, 
you're voyeuristic, it's it would be hot, right? It feels like an like that's like the degree of animal in all of us, right? Like this kind yes. of uncontrollable like, yeah, <laughs> response and, mechanism. And look, they had all been drinking and smoking or whatever. You know, I was pretty. I, it, like I mean I was tipsy and a little whatever but but I was fine like I wasn't I, yeah, I did not were... have this amazing experience just because of substance in fact I was quite in my head and and centered about the whole thing but um but yeah so so here we are in the top bunk and occasionally this friend with the goofy glasses would come and just like have his face you know like right by the rail of the bed and so we would be like totally doing our thing and I would like come out of it and look up and there's like this guy staring at us like it was so freaking hilarious I just like hysterical I just flipped him off and pushed my finger in his face and pushed him away I literally didn't care that is so funny push him away it's so interesting that you would hover do you think that had you been attracted like was he waiting to be invited in like is that subtext because he actually well sure I'm sure he would have loved to but he wasn't going to he was being good um but also he we struck a deal where he said hey, I'll let you guys use my bed if you give me permission, like I have access and I can come up whenever I want. So he actually did at one point come up, but he didn't get under the sheets. He didn't try to touch me. He just was like hanging out. And I honestly, I wasn't even paying attention to him. I just kept kissing. Wow, that's so interesting that he had such an intense desire for voyeurism. I know. I I know. Kind of cool. Did it turn you on a little bit? Um. Um, I mean, it has in the past, you know, when I've gone to like group, like group sex party things. Um, but it didn't, no, it actually didn't turn me on this time. I was so wanting a one-on-one really sensual experience. Um, I wasn't really like, I didn't, I definitely, you know, I didn't want anybody else climbing in with us and joining the party. And, um, it didn't. Yeah. I don't know why, but it didn't actually turn me on this time, but it didn't turn me off either. And so, right. It was, it was almost like a non entity. I mean, I find that actually very interesting to be, um, in a different state where, where that isn't, uh, even an arousal factor, right? Like I, I I've been in situations where I do get turned on or, or, or almost like the, um, the need to orgasm more quickly, you know, like, like the sense of, uh, what do I want to say? Like, free. Like, yeah, well, well, like, oh, there's people around. We don't want them to know, like, you know, right. and, and that that suspense can make me orgasm faster, right? Oh, right, or right, kind right. of make it more intense or make it more exciting. And I feel like maybe that that college, you know, experience I mentioned was like that. Um, yeah, but, but I didn't. But yeah, I I wanted it to be like I wanted to take my time and I wanted to be touched and I wanted to. I really wanted the sensuality of it, so I wasn't interested in like making it quiet or quick or, um, you know, <laughs> yeah, cool. Notice. I think about yeah, my, and- my hotel room experience in Colombia, and like, you know, of course, once everyone finally decided to go to sleep after they had a mini dance party, uh, <laughs> uh, I was like, Oh my God, I just want to, yeah, I, you know, have sex. And so finally everyone passed out. And I mean, I essentially, they were all in the room and it, so it was sort of the same thing. And, and we were quiet but I mean at one point I was like okay I want to come so I'm like on top of him <laughs> you know up like I, you know in theory anyone could see me if they'd woken up um but luckily I mean yeah I know it was it was hot right, and it was also quiet. Yeah. yeah and it was also like you know everyone's very drunk so I'm pretty sure they're not awake I kind of like looked around right. to make sure it was all good 
I mean, at the same time, though, when you're coming, it's hard to be really silent. I mean, I don't yeah. know. For me, I'm, I'm usually moving vigorously, right? So it's not right. like... <laughs> like yeah. yeah, there's some noise being made. Like if someone was a, not, was a light sleeper, you know, it'd be tough. They, they drink right. a lot, though, in that culture. So I'm pretty sure everyone was passed out. <laughs> Probably. But uh, so, yeah, so I have to... So I wanted to say this. So one thing was that I was like super proud of myself for um for not letting judgment come in and keep me from participating and doing what I wanted to do you know like like I did have thoughts come in where I'm like Stephanie what are you doing you are such a slut there are people (laughs) here and you're just having sex in front of them and you don't even care that's even worse you know and I'm like shut up (laughs) yeah no that's great I love that totally got out of my head and um and so the cool the thing the reason why it was such a win for me again like judge how you will everybody listening but for me it was because I was totally within integrity within myself like I knew what I wanted to do I knew I was safe I knew I was in the hands of someone who's respectful and um I wanted to do it and I and I did and I didn't let myself stop myself I didn't let other you know social you know, shoulds or shouldn'ts stop me. I just, yeah, no, I I love, I love that message, that point of what you're saying, which is all those moments where you censor yourself and you're like, why am I censoring myself? Is there actual danger? Like, is that my judgment of it? And it's like, who cares? I mean, and, and especially in a way the stakes are very low because you're going, well, this isn't even, um, I don't know, leading to some grander romance or something. Uh, it is just sort of for fun. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Like, I mean, I I liked him, and I knew there was a lot of chemistry and and connection in a way. But of course, we don't really know anything about each other, right? Um, so then, okay, so here's the, the power thing. of so, sexual connection. Yes, yes, yes. But uh, so I didn't know. I wasn't sure if this would lead into anything else or not. But the fact that he lives in Toronto is probably not a good sign. So he changed but, uh, his flight and stayed another week. <laughs> <laughs> no, Can but I. I I did see him the next day because he stayed in town. We so, do have to yeah. take a little break, but okay. we're going to come right. right back and when talk. When we come back, I want to tell you about my like the difference between this guy's sex personality and his real personality and how that was like raising alarm bells everywhere. <laughs> wow. Okay. We're going to be right back. You're listening to TNA Talk Sex. Uh, if you guys have any thoughts, questions, um, advice you're seeking, uh, write us at advice at tatalksex.com. Uh, for the fi- the last episode of every month, we update uh, and answer and discuss your questions and emails. Okay. Be right back. We're back with TNA Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm A. And uh, A, you had... All right. So we're talking about the different personalities, the sex personality and the the daily real person personality. Right. Right. So this, you know, this guy who was so seductive on the dance floor. I mean, 
you know, we had this great connection. He was he was vulnerable on the dance floor and showing like that, you know, that he really liked me. There was vulnerability, but also strength and masculinity. And we had this great dance between masculinity and femininity. It was this wonderful thing. And then so he's got his primal on lockdown. <laughs> yeah, but it was but it was it was nice. It wasn't like totally primal and carnal, but it, I don't know. I was also a little high. So who knows how much I was reading into what. But anyway, it was no. I'm just saying that it was it was like. like we were really connected on a lot of levels. And then, Uh and then, so the first night when we were together, we actually did not have intercourse that night because, um, he couldn't stay hard. And I think it's because of all the performance anxiety with like his 15 friends, like totally hanging around. We had a lot of interruptions. So, um, which was fine. I was totally happy to just, you know, hang out and, and make out and whatever. But the next day we, I saw him again and we did have sex, minus the friends, and and it was so bizarre, the transformation between like the guy that I had been getting to know, and when sex was for sure on, you know, he like his voice changed, his sentence structure changed, and he even lost. Like he became more, I would say, commercial and lost. We lost oh. this. We lost this subtle, seductive connection that we had had in all of our quote unquote normal person interactions, like dancing and the non intercourse, non sex right. sex interactions. And I was like, really, I was like, wow, that's so different. And, 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 um, like, it, like, it was like, like he would just say really commercial sayings, like, well, I mean, like you hear, like, like, he'd be like, like, oh baby, yes. Oh baby. Yeah. That's it. But it was like, it's, but it was so not him. It didn't, it, it didn't so feel authentic to the connection yeah. that you had with him. I, I've and run not, into that a bit. Really I have him. to say, I've, I've run into that a bit. I actually had that with, um, with a lover that I'd, uh, yeah, I'm like, I must don't specify in like countries. Um, no, but this, this fellow, uh, from Australia, we'll just say it, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, came to visit and we had a great time and there was a sensuality to his connection with me. And then I found that the actual sex was very like disconnected and, and maybe it is just nervousness or, or I, I would guess part of the reason we have this podcast um, is to kind of discuss these, these issues, but people's discomfort with the actual act um, right. and, and being able to relate during the act. Right. I, I, and, and that's, and that's genital true. stimulation. <laughs> yeah. And, and um, I mean, look, I think back to, to when I was in my early twenties. Right. And I, I feel like, I feel like there people do have a sex personality and their real personality. And hopefully I think there's not a big difference between them, but I, I know for myself in my twenties, my sex personality was totally different than my real personality because I wasn't having connected sex. I was totally in my head and kind of, um, like mimicking porn and doing what I thought I was supposed to do. And I wasn't really in the experience and I was very performance driven, you know, and trying to get it right. And so that I, so that's like my experience of seeing that I was, 
you know, I would, I even saw it in myself. I'm like, wow, I sound so different. Like, why is my voice so high? And so I had, for example, right. And so even yeah. now, like when I find my voice going high during sex, I, I stop and I, I'm force myself. I like, you know, breathe and reconnect and drop back down and like into myself, you know, to make sure I'm staying connected and not going to some weird default porn thing. I don't know. <laughs> Totally, totally. But, uh, I mean, I know yeah. when I'm disconnected because I can't orgasm. But uh, no, but that's <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, it's not happening. But usually that is its focus and breathe deeply and use breath to reconnect and and yeah, connect to the sensation that the person's giving you. And right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I also was thinking about how um, sexual personality out like beyond I mean with this guy unfortunately it sounds like there's like a limitation in his sexual personality being developed right like finding your own voice well here's the thing though I I, honestly this is what I suspect I suspect that he was probably not used to having you know casual one night stand not and and nor am I really Um, but but I (laughs) But the last one was like three years ago. Well, okay. Uh, you know. Uh, I mean, I, I think you're way more comfortable with it than I am. Like, again, this is le- this is legitimately the first experience I've had where I was 100% okay with it. Wow. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah, sure. Where you were like, I'm like, doing it. And I was totally okay with it. I didn't question or doubt or hold myself back or, you know what I mean? Sure. And um, anyway, so my point being, oh my God, I lost my point. Uh, about his sexual personality and and whether it's right, not developed right or. and so i so i wonder i had this feeling and i and i this is my only regret is i should have said this but i had this feeling that he wasn't used to this and it was too soon for him you know but he felt pressured i think by his friends probably by his circumstances by me being so open and ready and i'm beautiful and why shouldn't he he should want to have sex with me interesting I, and I think that it might have just been too fast for him and and he was a little uncomfortable with it, to be honest. So and I even said at one point something about like, I think I like the first night I might have said something like, I, look, I'm totally OK just kissing like I'm totally happy with that. But I'm not sure if that got through because I did feel this like sense from him of like this need to prove himself or something yeah but I, I also think what you just said also with the friends you know really a, a lot of peer right. pressure I you know just the other yes. day yeah. my friend and I were discussing um I've done this with you and and other friends but where I I have this insecurity where I'll go uh okay I'm gonna I'm gonna show you a picture of the guy I'm dating I don't want you to judge it you know and I have yeah, yeah. I, I have all this fear around what my friends are gonna are if my friends will um, agree that he's attractive or handsome or charismatic and I care so much what they think right right and um and I've never not dated someone because of friends and in fact the the comedy is my friends are incredibly supportive and often judgments I have about the man they're they're like what are you talking about he's amazing he's so nice he's this that I'm like oh oh okay <laughs> you know and uh and I think that's um always been very funny to me but but imagine you know if I have friends who were more judgmental how quickly that can shut you down totally um, yeah and I mean it's also like a bachelor party or all out of town this girl's gorgeous why didn't you bang her like like for example like we were all I was waiting for my taxi and the dude um who kept like whose bed we were in who kept watching he like we were out there on the terrace and 
he was like, so did you guys have sex? And I just didn't say anything and he didn't say anything. And he's like, did he, did he go down on you? And I didn't say anything and he didn't say anything because he didn't go down on me actually. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I was a little perturbed about that, but, um, interesting. Uh, I know, I know, but he did the second day. So again, indicating that it's a comfort thing, right? Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, so interesting, like the peer pressure. I mean, honestly, to yeah, have a exactly. friend, kind of, and and maybe that's the stake of the of this sort of public act of all of a right. sudden needing, not needing, but all of a sudden the approval of these other people becomes a factor. Um, right. Wow. Yeah, a lot of uh, interesting dynamics. <laughs> I know, I know. And I, and I do wish, like when I really look back on it, I do wish I would have, because I didn't have to have sex. I would have been happy just having the sensuality of being held and some caresses and some kissing. I'd have been happy with that, you know? Um, and so I just wish I, if he was in fact feeling that, I wish I could have um, like really listened to myself and just made a, a more obvious comment, you know, and uh, given him the space to back off if you wanted to, but whatever you live and learn, live and learn. Sure. Um, sure. Yeah. Oh, gosh, challenging, challenging to really like stay tuned in with that. Um, I know. I know. I, um, what else I, I, well, I feel like I, that resonates with a, a sexual experience I've had as well with, um, uh, incidentally, this fellow who, who had me leave his place, who wouldn't give me sex, uh, <laughs> <laughs> who was like, you need to leave. I want a commitment from someone. And if it's not you, then, it, you know, I don't want to be tricked into sex. And I was like, well, this, this is this guy who kicked you out. Yeah. Yeah. So I had this experience where I'm like, like heading over, we're going to have sex. Tra -la -la. And, uh, and it became this drama and I, I was, and it was very hurtful. And I finally had to say, okay, I'm stepping out. But I, I found that throughout kind of my courtship with this person, there, there is a sensitivity, um, that, that if we're just kind of viewing like masculinity, we don't associate men with this kind of sensitivity. Right. So there's, right. so I approach it and I realize how kind of callous I can be where I'm like, what? Like, just fuck me already. Like what's <laughs> happening, you know? Oh, and, God. and, you know, do I seduce him? Do I, you know, like, you know, rub myself on him, you know, this kind of thing. And then you go, well, shoot, if I do that, then I'm like being aggressive the way that you don't want men to be right. Like, right. Cause he's driven, he's drawn a line in the sand. Right. It's really hard to walk away. <laughs> <laughs> there are others. There are others. <laughs> of course there are. But I'm saying when you're sitting there and you're experiencing an unexpected, uh, turn away uh it felt very i'm i'm relating to men a lot <laughs> <laughs> the, the challenge of kind of accepting you know that someone's who you who you have had sex with or accepting that someone you're you know even maybe kissing at that moment you know changes their mind and you're like oh god <laughs> like yeah. i was so excited i don't know what i'm well, trying to say there <laughs> I, th well, the point of the message is the sensitivity with men. I am. Yeah. And I, and either way, I think at the end of the day I did, I backed down everyone. So that's the key back down. You we don't did want not aggress him. Right. Ag aggression can be labeled as rape. <laughs> yeah. If everyone's tea, not You have aware. to watch the consent video. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The tea, the tea consent video. If he doesn't want tea, 
You have to accept. You're not going to force, force tea. It down his throat. <laughs> um, but but I think, uh, yeah, I think a lot of what you're talking about just reminds me of kind of the pressures that men feel and the assumptions we make that they all, you know, want the same thing. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and I just wish I, I could have, like, relieved that for him a little bit better. But I just, like, I, I think I saw it and then I'm like, well, I'm probably just projecting and and he would flip and totally be into it but in like this you know again sort of point I improve myself kind of way and then like sure and then it actually turned you know it wasn't the experience I wanted and so I kept I actually had you in my mind T because <gasps> like I know because you were you're so vocal with sex right and like what you want and what you don't want and and especially since the show and and I haven't but I, I really honestly haven't had that many one night stands I feel anyway maybe I'm just forgetting them so this was just sort of new like it had been a while you know um so I was like okay like you were in my head and you were like if you don't like it say it do something you know yeah yeah (laughs) and so I did so and so because he kept making me like like putting his cock in my face to like do oral sex and lovely but it's like okay I I didn't come here to perform oral sex on you all fucking night long like uh, I'd like to be kissed I would like to be touched this is a mutually beneficial experience (laughs) right yeah like a fuller rounded experience interesting and so wait you said something I did well I did I just stopped and I pushed him off and I said I you know I I I think I might have even this might have been harsh but we were in the middle of it I don't know but I said I said something about um, I would, I don't know, something about like, I'd, I, you know, I, I would rather kiss than, you know, be sucking you all night long or something. I don't know. Oh, not harsh. Not harsh. I think that's totally appropriate. And then, and you were still inviting him to have a sexual connection with you. Right. Yeah. Totally yeah, appropriate. That's true. No. Okay, oh, right. Yeah. Use the voice. <laughs> Gotta did, say what you want. I mean, look, I think back on that one time I had the one time where I really felt pinched on it was um, I mentioned, you know, we had sex and I kind of gave him a we, we had a whole long weekend together. So t- twice it happened where he sort of came quickly and I didn't really feel fulfilled. And I I finally I was holding it in and I was like, oh, my God, how do I approach this? And I finally kind of snapped like he went to go put his arm around me. and I was like, please don't touch me. <laughs> and he was wow. like, oh, my God. Yeah. And he was like, oh, he's like, are you you're upset? And I was like, yeah, I'm really upset. I'm like, I, I need to come twice before you come at all. <laughs> you know, I finally said, and he was like, oh, and then, and then it worked. He accommodated, you know, and I was so afraid of his, um, of him being upset. I, and I feel like in these moments, I do feel like this is like a woman thing where we're like, well, I don't want to upset him. Oh. And it's like, well, shit, I'm not having a good time. I need to tell you I'm not having a good time and not yeah. because I don't want to, I want to have a good time with you. And, and these are the ways that you can give me a good time. And I think, um, you know, yeah, I think that 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 comment you made, I mean, is is totally appropriate in the sense of like once your buzz during sex goes away, then it's not exciting to suck someone's cock, you know, and I, I think I actually right, see that right. in porn a lot where I'm going. Um, I, I've actually lately been watching not a lot, but like I've, yeah, there's a couple of porn videos I like. So I'm, I occasionally watch it. And um and and yeah, the only there are some videos where I'll be actually enjoying it and it'll even be like oral sex where the woman's giving him oral, but maybe it'll go on just long enough that I'm like, Oh, that's not fun anymore. Like someone rubber clit. Can someone rubber clit? I mean, rubber I know, clit. I know. Do you know? Like, yeah. like I get turned off cause I'm going, well, that's not, that's not like visually. I know I'm already tired of the oral like she's sex. Out of it. Yeah. yeah right. Like, like that's yeah. not, that's not enough. <laughs> like she needs more stimulation. 
Well, it so. just shows that it's built for men, you know, and um, well, but there and, are a lot of porn videos I've seen where like these men really relish the oral sex and they're really going at it for her. And um, and there are videos where it feels balanced. And I go, yeah, I'm going to get off that way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You know, um, I don't know. You know, something. And again, this has to do with his sex personality, which, again, might have been influenced by his discomfort with actually being so intimate so soon. I don't know. But he did like his sex personality did shift into this more porn centered, like selfish, like his about his pleasure, which, again, seems so counterintuitive to who he was, you know. And oh, it was interesting. Like, like a switch flip. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, wow, what is it just because this is a casual encounter or or I again, my instinct was saying it was because he felt the need to like perform for me. And um, and the thing that was going to get him most hard was um, talking to uh, me in a porn way, yeah. treating me, putting me in porn positions and making it all about his pleasure so that his cock would stay hard. And, he, and you know, and he would like would be able to like be the man and do the deed. Yeah. Which over totally was just, yeah, to which porn. totally just like was counterproductive well, because I'm not turned on, you know, and I'm like, wait, 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 wait a minute. Like, let's just back off. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're going to take a mini break and then, uh, and we'll come back. And I kind of just want to touch on, you know, develop like a developed sexual personality versus like your regular personality or your, your day to day. Because I think yeah, we yeah. see a lot of that with like BDSM, right? Like kind of radical shifts in people that you wouldn't expect. Um, and, uh, and then we'll, and then we'll hit on some of our other topics, uh, um, about intimacy that you had mentioned today. So, um, we're going to take a little break again. If you guys have any questions or thoughts, um, about sexuality or for yourself, uh, write us at advice at tatalksex.com at the end of the month, we will discuss, uh, read your questions and, and chat about them. So, uh, we'll be right back. you're listening to TNA Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm A. Um, I just want to add, if uh, you all are avid listeners, write us a little review on iTunes. It's the best way to increase visibility um, on that app. And uh, we're also on SoundCloud these days and lovetv.co and YouTube. We have little videos, uh, tatalksex.com. Um, or TA Talk Sex, sorry. <laughs> anyway, yeah, exactly. T and A Talk Sex, TA Talk Sex, we're all over the place. Um, okay, so yes. let's talk about healthy sex personality. Yeah, well, I wanted to say that I think sometimes people can be more timid in real life and then have a very bold sexuality, right? Um, and, and maybe vice versa. They can have a confidence in their real life, but maybe not as much sexual experience. And so maybe it's a little more muted or... Right. Or in personalities is, you know, are they m more tender in one capacity and enjoy kind of a more, you know, stern sexuality or, you know, right. these sorts of things. I mean, A, do you, do you, can you think of any examples of like, you know, men that you've been with or clients or something where they, where you feel a real shift in who they are from, from their. Well, apart from this guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause I, I feel like if this guy I'm going, okay, he's, he doesn't have a developed sexuality or he has sort of 
his sexuality has become corrupted by pornography. I mean, it, it sounds a bit like that. Um, I had a very intense conversation with a young man who, listening to our show, you know, asked me in person about about his own porn addiction and being able to come with his girlfriend. He's like, I, I can't come, you know, during sex. And, uh, yeah. and I assured him that he can get back to that state, but, but, you know, he needs to find balance and, and practice real connection. And through that an orgasm will, or, will organically develop, but, but over time, um, and you don't want to f- gun for the orgasm. It's about focusing on that connection. Anyway, yeah. I, but so, so I'm going, okay, but what about when, you know, I think the, it can be quite fun or funny when like a sexual personality is very different from like the person you're having tea with. Yes. But I, but here's the thing. It's like, ah, uh, I think that there's a difference between like, you know, being shy in real life and then being, you know, confident and dominant in bed or vice versa versus, um, like this voice change thing and this whole like like disconnected sex thing does that make sense at all yeah it's no like, I, I am saying that like, they're, they're I'm different sex and i'm yeah right but i'm yeah. saying so to me that's not really like to me it's not actually a personality i would say it's like an underdeveloped sexual personality so i'm i'm just talking more about like less about good bad experiences but more just like oh that was surprising I didn't see that coming from this person you know when he's clothed well right but what I'm saying is that that like even though it can be different it can still be genuine and connected in certain situations I feel like I've you know what I mean like I feel like I've had that swap I'm trying to think of a specific example. Yeah. I feel like I'm, you know, I, I can think of certain boyfriends like in my past who were, um, who are very sweet and maybe shy, you know, and then they have, you know, and kind of what we're talking about, like once there's a comfort or permission to have sex, they have a real freedom about them. Right. And, uh, yes, and yes, I'm like yes. surprised that, you know, they, right. they kind of are so commanding or know what they so want they and, you know, and are generous. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah, Totally. Yeah. Totally. That can totally happen. And that's, that's, um, I, yeah, I think that's okay. It's to me, it's, it's hard to describe, but it's like, is it genuine or is it an idea that in their head that they're like performing? Well, I'm willing to wager that the body knows and that's when you're orgasming or not orgasming. It's not always the case. And I know I always go there, but but it if you if something's off and you're like gosh I'm just not getting there it's like yeah because your body's telling you it's not connected. Um, yeah. I want to talk about our next topic, which is yeah. uh, intimacy and living in each other's space. Mm, yes. Okay. Well, again, this has been the trip of many, many a revelation. Only a few of which I'm sharing here, but. Um, so I've had, I've been staying with a friend, um, a girlfriend of mine here and her boyfriend, and it's been really a beautiful experience because they've been sort of going through a hard time while I'm here. Um, speaking of voyeurism, what? Yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm joking about, uh, you know, your sexual oh, experience and yeah. And, and then you're like, and I'm on a perch watching this yeah. relationship. Right, right, right. Totally. Um, but and not to go into their mess, that's not the point, but like as a witness and as an outsider, um, you know, the specific issues that they were dealing with, it really, it all had to do with like 
building intimacy in everyday life. And my, my girlfriend was, um, upset that she, you know, she's like, I just feel lonely even though we live together. And so, you know, she and I talked about it and, and I also just sort of saw what I saw just witnessing them together. And, and what I realized was I came up with this analogy where it's, it seemed like it's almost, it's like, it's like a, it's like a garden intimacy and connection in the mundane daily life things and affection. It's like a garden and each of you, each, like each party has to every day plant seeds and water the flowers and dig out the weeds every day, both of you. And so what was happening was that my friend, um, was putting in a lot of effort to plant seeds and water the flowers and pull out the weeds, um, by doing things that she, um, felt like, uh, expressed affection and love, like cooking him meals and cleaning up after me, you know, and, um, putting away his laundry and, you know, like domestic things. And, um, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Little, little acts of, of attention. Right. Right. But what happens was, um, he would like just not acknowledge or appreciate any of those things and would just go through life, um, without pausing to give her a kiss or a thank you or, or anything. And, um, and so she felt like she was, um, you know, she was planting all these seeds and doing this work and that he was just tromping through the garden, like destroying all the work that she's done. And my experience being in the house was that, um, it was like, it was, it did feel exceptionally stark and affectionless and loveless. And, um, and so, yeah. And and so, yeah. And we talked about it and that, and that is basically, kind of how I see it and how I experience it, that it really is an effort on both parties, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, what's funny is that description. Um, it wasn't exactly my dynamic with my long, one of my long-term partners, but I found that, um, there was something similar in like our miscommunication of affection and, yes. um, and what the symbols of that were. And so, so, you know, I actually read that book, the five languages of love, which was really very, it does such a great job of like distilling, um, the five main ways that people communicate and show love. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so if they aren't, uh, happening in the same language, uh, exactly. people are going to melt down. Um, and so I recommend giving the book a read. I recommend, you know, seeing where you stand. But I found that a lot of the ways that I was, I felt I was showing love, um, weren't, uh, relevant in his world. And I don't think it was actually because he wanted to be offensive. And I, I feel like I only understand it now, incidentally, because I've, I have a roommate, a male roommate. And even though we're not romantic as roommates, you sort of become like a marriage. And, um, and in some ways I'm now in the role of my ex who, I could never understand before. And now that I'm like in his position, there are things that I find very frivolous from my roommate. Like I'll get frustrated that he even cares about these details. And in a way, my roommate's almost more domestic than I am. He cares about maintenance of the home and all these things. And I'm like, whatever, I've, I've, I've got business. I'm out the door. I'll see you like, cool. Thanks for doing the dishes. Like it's, it's so, so 
it's almost like romantically to get my attention. I'm, I'm actually looking for something else. Um, and you can't ever be in someone else's shoes. I mean, obviously, then on the flip side, how do I and this man, you know, see the perspective of this other person? How do we have um, empathy for that person as well? And take that time to just go, wow, that was really awesome that you did that. Like it made my life better. Thank you. Yeah. And I think, and that was the other part of it is like, is yeah, uh, making sure that you guys, that each party understands what language or I would say, I say currency of affection and that you want and that you're operating on and versus what you're giving. And, um, and this was where a miscommunication was happening with them as well. But, um, but it's, I mean, it's so all communication as well, but, and then and it ends up being this cycle, which is the chicken and the egg, right? Because he's like, well, I, I, I in order for, for like, I want to have intimacy. He was saying, you know, I want to have intimacy with, with her. And, um, and for me that for him, that meant her being playful and wanting to play and do things. And he didn't feel like she was being playful, but, and she's like, yeah, I don't want to be playful because I'm not inspired to be playful. You fucking piss me off all the time because I'm constantly like, you never give me affection or feedback or positive feedback. And so I feel like, like I'm just this underappreciated person who just is a roommate and lives a separate life from you yeah wow. because they're what the, and and it really is like those small moments I feel that like you know walking by the kitchen and pat giving them a pat on the butt you know and and like a you know a brush as you as they're hanging up your clothes as you go to the bathroom and saying thank you and a kiss on the cheek you know what I mean just small moments like that are really I I do, do. Can you know? I can I say something? They, those are very important. I feel like when I think about the relationship I was just referring to, that actually was never lost. Um, he would ritualistically kiss me every morning before leaving for work, and uh, and there was this sense of, um, you know, touching here and there, and and so I guess yes I like gosh gosh please do that with your partners you know I think that's a that's a wonderful place to start um but I I do feel like there is you know two languages happening and I I do feel like almost inherently her acts of affection aren't acts that he values as greatly as as she does or how she sees them and you know and I almost wonder if not in a cruel way or in a vengeful way but to um, kind of drop those actions and um, and give up, you know, free her time up in ways that go, well, yeah, maybe I instead surprise him with something, even though I'm, I'm not cooking for him or doing his dishes, you know, or whatever, or washing, you know, and uh, and maybe that surprises him in a fresh way and, and even allows her to kind of say, I don't, you know, I'm not, I don't want to feel like the slave, so I'm not going to do these things because I'm, I'm not getting the reception I want when I do these acts. I don't know that it's um, on her. I'm not trying to put it on her either. I'm just sort of, I don't know, discussing like, how do you, you know, how do you shake up the, the set paradigm? I think, uh, you, you know, I think it takes both of you, and this is where compromise comes in, right? And I think it takes both people coming in, uh, like, to meet halfway, like, for her to, um, what am I trying to say? For her to... Um, to not take it personally that she's not getting the response that she wants, you know, or feels like she needs from that moment. But for him also to recognize 
what she needs, you know, and to put in an effort to speak her language and meet her on that level and vice versa. So I feel like if you both come to the middle, even that effort makes a lot. Yeah, it's rewarding. Yeah, yeah. And then there's also the whole thing about like, well, does she want to live in a mess? No, I mean, she's going to be picking up anyway. So it's like when you're, yeah, I don't know, it it gets complicated. But but, um, I don't know, for me, it was sort of a revelatory thing, just seeing it as like, yeah, you both have to put honey in the pot every day and and try not to trample each other's efforts, you know, and and communicate with it. And, and if you feel like your efforts are getting trampled, talk about it, you know, yeah. because you know what I liked when you when you said the weeding of the garden. And mm-hmm. for me, I feel like, oh, I, I plant seeds and I water. <laughs> and yeah. I don't necessarily take the time to weed and I'm not very good at that. And, um, and you know, I, I feel like, again, this sort of analogy of my, my roommate marriage, um, you know, I, I recently, I would say I performed an act that was, uh, more than a weeding. It was like, I ripped a patch out. I was like, this patch rotted and I ripped it all out at once. Right. Rather yeah. than a continual patient maintenance, of, mm-hmm. you know, oh, here's a little weed. Let's talk about it. Here's a weed. Let's, you know, and, and it was easier to go, ah, I don't have time. Right. Um, and I think there's, you know, I think there's a lot of that in general. I think we we get busy and I, I find that meditation, I know we've talked about this, uh, makes all the difference in the world because I become more aware of when those moments happen and how quickly I need to act on them yeah, when I'm taking the time to too. meditate in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think when you're in partnership, beyond like a roommate partnership even because there's a lot more intimacy and time that goes involved into a partnership but like well I've had that too (laughs) sure but I mean you know it really does come down to like my parents you know would were very very um very uh, like they really valued their alone time together every morning they had their coffee and they had their alone time together while they got ready for work and they talked about everything you know and I feel like that was their, they weeded the garden, they planted the seeds, they they always had that ritualistic time, you know? Yeah. So I think it's just like, yeah, like building it into your daily. Right. A life. commitment. Oh. Yeah. A commitment to making time for yourself and your partner together. Yeah. <sighs> On that note. <laughs> uh, yeah. So those are the majority I guess those are the big things and we're running out of time. So I will blog about the others. <laughs> oh, did you have tidbits to touch on? I did, but they're larger. I'll blog. It'll be a good article. All right. All we'll right. Well, blog. look, we mentioned, I mentioned already my little scenario, but I had a, I had a little incident this week while you were gone. Eh? That was yep. just, you know, like I said, I headed over to this home of a man thinking, ah, I get to have sex because that's always a given, uh, you know, it, I guess as women, you know, we, we feel a little more entitled when we decide we want to do it. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and I was startlingly okay. shut down. <laughs> he was like, I want a family. I'm not having casual sex. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And he said, I'm, I don't want to pursue a relationship or get entangled with someone that is not interested in that. Um, I- that I, mean, I did too. Yeah, I did too. I, I was sort of patiently, you know, I listened and I asked questions to make sure I was really understanding. And 
I was like, yeah, I don't know that I can offer that tonight, <laughs> you know, in exchange for the lay I'm looking for. Um, but, you know, it was an interesting conversation and it and it did give me pause and a lot to think about, even for me about what is I what am I seeking in relationships and to kind of get that assertive push from someone. Right. It was almost like a call to action. And it was like, all right, like, what do you want? What do you want in life? Um, and, yeah, what? A, yes, you. So what am what do I want in life? <laughs> um, right now, you know, right now and for the end for the future and not, you know, not projecting like I dream of this, but right. But what am I shaping for myself? Right, right. Um, and seeing him kind of uh, pushing for the space to shape what he wants. Mm hmm you know, encouraged me and inspired me to do the same for myself, which is interesting. Wow. Yeah, that's that is interesting. It's beautiful. Yeah, it is. But so, now you're down a lover. What's that? Now you're down a lover. I know. Well, yes, exactly. There's some openings in my schedule. People, <laughs> it's July. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I look forward to updating you when it's filled. <laughs> um. All right. Well, this was fun. And I think a little more casual kind of summer fair of a show for us. I hope you all enjoyed our chit chat and, uh, and kind of, you know, just unpacking relationships. Um, we are uh, at the end of every month, we do an advice show advice at tatalksex.com, as well as, you know, discuss any thoughts or questions or themes you want to hear us talk about. Um, a anything else we should mention? Um, check us out on lovetv.co. We have some really great exclusive content up on that website. It's a amazing website that um, has all kinds of articles and videos on sex, love, and intimacy. Um, and we're on there now. So that's fun. Um, again, it's lovetv.co. And you can find us on social media at TA Talk Sex. And we would love to chat with you there. Yeah, Instagram and uh, iTunes. Write us a review if you're interested. All right, you've been listening to TNA Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm A. 